I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the sports betting network. You heard a special bit of programming here for you today on this Monday, the Pro Football Betting Guide special of Jonathan Von Tobel, Mike Pritchard alongside as well. We're with you for the next two hours as we go through what is a fantastic publication, the VEASAN Football Betting Guide as the NFL regular season approaches, Pritch, preseason all done with, and now... You get a little bit of time in between the preseason and the regular season right. to kind of beef up the handicap and get ready for the season. Pro Football Betting Guide's way to do it. Yeah, you got two weeks, yep. <laughs> JVT, when you think about it, to uh, really dive into this betting guide, this Pro Football uh, Betting Guide here that we produced at Vista. It's incredible. I had a chance to go through it uh, each and every page, uh, literally, uh, during a weekend as I'm preparing, just like everybody else out there, for the season. Uh, and it's jam-packed. It's, there's certain angles in here that you're going to f- discover uh, that's going to be fantastic. Maybe the aha moment for you as a better too. Uh, that's why this thing is intriguing to me. Uh, and I'll be the first one to say it uh, as a longtime NFL player and then certainly staying away from sports betting, uh, even though I was retired, just because you know I didn't know who was following me yep. in the NFL, integrity of the game, JVT. Uh, so, but now that I'm a full-fledged better, uh, I am learning more and more each and every day, and this guy certainly is going to help me again this year. You find yourself reading it like the, you, you, these clowns, they didn't play the game. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I did not do that, Especially but I know, a lot of right. people, I, I know a lot of people that do do that. Though. So I wrote, I wrote of eight teams. I had the AFC East, and I had the AFC North, uh, and if you read my writing, I write nerdy, a lot of numbers related to you know, an, uh, analysis, things right. like that. Right. So I, could, I could picture you going through, like, this dweeb, what's he talking about? No, no. no. Okay. I, I have a healthy amount of respect for people that want to approach betting from a numbers standpoint because I'm learning that that's enhanced my betting. Yeah. Like before, I'll be honest, I mean, I'm candid as hell, as you know, and 
Um, I, I would do that. I'd be like, oh, I'll play the game. I know who's going to win this game. I mean, this is the game plan. This is what they're going to do and this and this. And then, you know, you forget about the number. You forget about the spread. You forget about variance. You forget about all this other stuff that I think a lot of analytics and certainly people who embrace the numbers can hone in on that and focus in on that and find a solid bet, yep. right? And, and that's really, to me, what betting is about. It's about probability uh, more so than outcome. Mm -hmm. uh, and so once I understood that, and certainly from a number standpoint, it helps me to understand that, uh, my betting has has improved. So make sure you check it out. Of course, the Pro Football Betting Guide out now, vcin.com slash subscribe. If you're listening to my voice or watching this program and you have not checked it out already. Great guest today as well, Steve Mackinnon. All contributors to the VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide, by the way. Steve Mackinnon is going to join us in about 30 minutes from here. Aaron Moore in the next hour and Ben Fox. Uh, different perspectives on the upcoming NFL season. Steve Mackinnon is going to give us his power ratings, his look uh, at the year that is going to be in the NFL from a ratings perspective. Aaron Moore, how we attack the most valuable player market which is a pretty fascinating race, is pretty much coming quarterbacks award, but maybe not. <laughs> we'll talk about Aaron with that. And then Ben Fox, you look behind the counter on some of the futures and the most popular plays into the NFL season. So speaking of popular, Pritch, I would say the most popular division, at least in terms of people who want to see what's going to go down, that would be the AFC West. And that's where we're going to begin. Matt Humans, a colleague of ours, wrote up the AFC West. So let's break it down from an odd standpoint first before we get into some of the analysis. Chiefs, of course, with the highest win total and the favorite to win the division, 10.5 with the division odds of plus 175. The Chargers right behind them with the win total of 10 and plus 220. Not far behind the Broncos, 10 with the plus 260 price tag to win the division. And bringing up the rear of the Raiders at 8.5 mm. with a division odds price of plus 650. And you can see, of course, odds to win the Super Bowl and, of course, the conference. But let's just start with the division itself mm -hmm. and the Kansas City Chiefs, who humans has slugged as a team to look at over their win total this coming season. Well, I, I can see how he got there. Uh, one of the things uh, that you know I want to do with this guide is is kind to uh, compare and contrast what I saw in a preseason, mm -hmm. right? Uh, you think about the Chiefs, and certainly the makeover, Tyreek Hill's gone. Uh, that dynamic and, and that element of the offense is gone and stripped away. Uh, but so what are the Chiefs evolving into? They're evolving into what teams are forcing them to evolve into. And that is the team that matriculates the ball down the field and be patient with it. Now, the knock on Patrick Mahomes is that he couldn't do that. He's an air raid guy, and he always wanted to create the big play and make the big play. If you go back to his tape in college, that was Patrick Mahomes. But what I saw in preseason and what I saw from Patrick Mahomes evolving yep. into a pocket passer, controlled passer now, he, he has a well-rounded well game, and I think that makes him more dangerous. Because he can always get to the air raid. He can always do that. And they have players that can help him do that, you know, eventually with the scramble drill and all that. But if they turn into the team that teams want him to be and that's more patient yep. and he's executing patiently, that bowls well for Kansas City. Now, are they going to light up the scoreboard? Perhaps they won't. But will they control the football, possess the football, and then capitalize with those drives with points and touchdowns? Yes, and then that plays into what they want to do defensively, too. So I see how uh, humans got there, uh, but it's still a tall number for me uh, because I think this division is going to be increasingly uh, competitive as we get through the year. Yeah, and as you note and as humans notes, too, in the write-ups here, uh, this is arguably a, a top half of, you know, this is a top 10 offensive line in the National Football League, mm -hmm. and you do wonder how much that changes the way they approach things in terms of what you're talking about here. Maybe slightly more run-oriented in terms of the way that they skew here, uh, but as humans notes in terms of the win total, this is a quarterback who's 50 and 13 as a starter and winning fewer than 11 games never in his career, um, and Mahomes, or excuse me, Andy Reid, has done a 
a great job in terms of winning regular season games. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see with the drop-off at receiver if that's going to be the case. Now, for the rest of the division, the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Raiders. Now, obviously, the market thinks highly of both the Chargers and the Broncos. Right. Uh, and humans is more along the lines I'm thinking here. I, I think if there's an overvalued team in this division, you might go to the Chargers, who consistently <laughs> disappoint right with offseason um accolades, but I'm going to go with the Denver Broncos, a team that I think is more perception than anything else, specifically defensively. There's some names on their approach, but if you look at the statistical output of this unit, actually has not been great. And Vic Fangio has been a guy that's maximized that roster. Now he's not there anymore. Yeah, he's not. And he's a guru. Um, Hell, I've been in this league. He's been in this league long enough to where I actually played against him when he's a linebackers coach. Yeah. Uh, But what he did for the defense, I wonder how the new regime is going to do for the defense and uh, Hackett too. And the guide actually points that out uh, with rookie head coaches. You know, Mackinnon has some great uh, data inside the pro football betting guide uh, when it comes to to rookie head coaches. So uh, again, it'll help you get there. Uh, For me, uh, looking at, you know, the win total situation, even to make the playoffs or even the division, uh, it's all about Russell Wilson because that's what the Broncos want you to believe Mm -hmm. because they think that they have a great roster. So Contrary to your de- your opinion about this defense, they think they have a great defense. Yep. They think Patrick Sertan could be defensive player of the year this year. Uh, Bradley Chubb could be a candidate of defensive player of the year with Gregory on the other side. And now they have some linebacker issues, but from a, co- a coverage standpoint and the back end, uh, the Broncos feel pretty good about what they've done uh, with their roster and what they can do. Now, uh, the numbers don't point this out from a defensive standpoint, but in the red zone, they were one of the better teams in the red zone as far as preventing touchdowns. Uh, so that I think they have that in their favor, though, moving into this year. The bottom of the division, we always talk about it's the V word, right? And I think a lot of people use it incorrectly. Value, value, right, value, right. value. Where's the value? And a lot of people just think big plus price is value. Not necessarily the case. That's a conversation for another day. Uh, but I would say when you look at this division and when you divvy up the probability of winning this division, I do think odds makers are giving a short stick to the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm. I would say they have a better opportunity to win this division than just the 13.3% chance that that plus 650 price would indicate, especially when you look at what they have on offense and very quietly Pritch and humans points this out in a couple of the team write-ups if you actually evaluate each one of these teams defensively mm-hmm. there's some solid pieces yeah. but these are some average defenses for the most part in a in a division that has a lot of good offenses including the Las Vegas Raiders right. for me if there was a division play to be made it would be the Raiders and humans at least does point out over the win total recommendation there for Las Vegas yeah I, I think people are sleeping on the Raiders uh, for I don't know why to be honest with you I mean you yep. had a guy who passed for 4,800 yards offensively uh, and then defense Defensively, they have bookends on the defensive line that are all pro. Like I know Khalil Max in Saint, uh, excuse me, L.A. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the Chargers, uh, but Bosa on the other end has never been all pro. You got Crosby, second team all pro, and then you got Chandler Jones all pro. Yeah. And so that to me is pedigree uh, and leadership too. So I like that. Whether it's value or not, um, it's going to change. Uh, they're going to win some games. They're going to surprise some people this year. Uh, but what the guide points out is is something I'm in lockstep with. Uh, I, I think Derek Carr has everything that he's ever wanted. Uh, and therefore should get to another level as a quarterback as yep. well. Yep, I think all the weapons are there for Derek Carr. And then, of course, the darling of the offseason almost every single year, the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, a team that has almost everything going for it. Right. And a guy in Justin Herbert who finds himself at the top of the list of multiple categories in terms of betting, right? Lead the league in passing yards, mm-hmm. lead the league in passing touchdowns, MVP as well, which we'll talk about in the second hour. Uh, but the Chargers are a team that, again, more often than not, me as a better, I am looking for ways to play against some of these higher-rated teams. Right. Because the teams in the NFL, when you come into the year, the good teams are not as good as you think they are, and the bad teams are not as bad as mm-hmm. you think they are. Totally, totally agree with that, uh, JBT. You know, the thing about too, about this division, even though the pro football guy, again, humans did a great job with this division, uh, and what 
it presents, there's so much information in there, but uh, for me as a better, I'm going to investigate the head-to-heads, the tiebreakers and everything else that could determine mm-hmm. the outcome of this division. I, I think you have to do yourself a service by doing that uh, because if this division is going to be that competitive, it's going to come down to uh, who you played, you know, strength of schedule and okay, the head-to-head matchup certainly, right? I mean, is one team going to sweep uh, another team in this division? I mean, are you going to go through the schedule and do something like that? I mean, you can. Uh, but to me, I, I'm, it certainly started to investigate all the head-to-head uh, matchup scenarios that could actually determine the winner of this division. Yep, and as Humans points out for the Chargers, which I love, uh, an excerpt from the guide, Brandon Staley makes most of his decisions based on advanced analytics and mathematical probabilities. Mm-hmm. He's viewed as a genius by some and a fool by the old-school critics. But as he points out, Pritch, Chargers converted more fourth-down plays, 22, and more two-point conversions than any team in the league last season, and that is going to help you out. He's going to continue that aggressive mind. And if he hits the inverse of that, which is all of the things start to go right for the Chargers, you can see this team win quite a few games. Yeah, I mean, this is a team that didn't make the playoffs, but yet they averaged almost 28 points a game, right, offensively. And how can Staley help the offense? Uh, To me, that's had Staley had to ask ask that question to himself all offseason. How can I help my offense? Like, I'm doing bonehead things defensively with some of my head coaching decisions, but how can I help this offense? I mean, if they get close to 20 or 30 points a game average offensively, uh, they're going to be hard to beat. I don't care what they're doing defensively. So uh, hopefully Staley will be better this year with some of those decisions. Remember, VEASAN Pro Football Betting Guide. It's out, and it's out there for you, so you can get ready for the football season, which begins in two weeks, only available to subscribers. Hit it up, VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Make sure you sign up, and you can access to that one and our college football betting guide, which has been out for a while now. When we come back, hey, how about this? The AFC North and the AFC East. I had a hand and wrote both of those. So let's talk about those two divisions and preview what you think. And I'll just put it this way. The Buffalo Bills are, they're good, but are they good as the market says they are? If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. 
He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever. And the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VEASAN's Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the sports betting network. VEASAN's got an all-new lineup for football season starting tomorrow. Every weekday, 2 p.m. Eastern, you're going to see and hear VEASAN big bets with Dave Ross and Amal Shaw. VEASAN final countdown with Starby Bonatoni and Matt Brown. 4 p.m. Eastern, Tim Murray, Sean King's going to bring you VEASAN primetime at 6 Eastern. Femi Bebefe and Wes Reynolds tackle the live games of VEASAN live bet tonight at 9. And the Greg Peterson experience wraps it at midnight. Plus, Brent Musburger's going to make his return to VEASAN with Brent Musburger's countdown to kick off noon Eastern Sunday starting September 11th. Head to VEASAN.com. More details and to become a subscriber today. What you get as a subscriber. Mike Pritchard, as we are running through the Pro Football Betting Guide special, here is our Pro Football Betting Guide, right? Along with the College Football Betting Guide, which is out now. So I tease this going out. We won't spend a lot of time on the division because the division itself does seem somewhat weak, and the Mm -hmm. AFC North is a little bit sexier because you got two teams, including the defending AFC champs. Uh, But I I posed the question, so I'll ask you, because this is the conclusion I came to when I wrote the AFC East and Mm -hmm. the Buffalo Bills. I think the Bills are very good, but with the loss of Brian Dable, the offensive coordinator who has been the only play college Josh Allen has known throughout his entire career in the NFL, and the way and the degree to which the market has them priced, I think the Bills come into the season as, I'll call it the rightful favorite to win the Super Bowl, but the degree to which they are favored is, I think, too high for me. Okay. Why is it too high? Well, we're talking about a I mean, win total of 11 and a half, uh-huh. shaded to the over, right. with an implied probability of about 58%. Mm-hmm. That's pretty wild for a team that, I think we forget, was 7-6 and six last year. Through 13 games, right? Uh, for a quarterback who finished last year 22nd in turnover worthy play rate among qualified passers, right. it's pretty high right. for a quarterback we assume is, and by the way, is the MVP favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and on top of that, a defense that, while they have a lot of strengths along the edges, Interior defense, I think, is a question. They were an average at best team last year against the run. Multiple statistical categories you can point to that was below average when you're talking about facing extremely good run defenses, or excuse me, offenses. And they actually have quite a few top 10 running offenses on their schedule this year. Okay. All those things put together, again, good team, but overvalued. So you have a mix of last year uh, and then you're projecting. Mm -hmm. Uh, Because that's what I I do as a better, and certainly this guy points this out too. Like, I, I think. 
if you project, like if I project Josh Allen, he's supposed to have a better year this year than he had last year. Mm-hmm. So therefore, with a first-time play caller, though. What? But but so here's why I'm projecting him to have a better year is because when you get into this experience level or mm-hmm. this experience range as Josh Allen is in, you start to call the plays though. Mm-hmm. Like you saw Aaron Rodgers, you saw Patrick Mahomes, you saw all these quarterbacks on the sideline calling the plays during preseason. They meet each and every morning with the offense coordinator and all this stuff, and they map out what they want to play, what they like anyway. And so the fingerprints of Josh Allen is all over the game plan. And now Ken Dorsey as a play caller – to be desired, I, I think, to find out. We're going to find out what he's all about. But will Josh Allen help him with that? Yeah, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of that's going to be able to that influence. So from a projection, now it has to work. I, and I grant you that. And therefore, maybe the overvalued nature of that opinion that you have is valid because I think it is very valid, to be honest with you. There's a big if whether or not Josh Allen is ready to take that kind of step in which he has total control of the offense. Yeah. Hey, we'll see. I think the thing that I can't get out of my mind is the Josh Allen game, but mm-hmm. not the Buffalo Bills Josh Allen. Right. The Jag- Jacksonville Jaguars right, Josh Allen. Right, right. Which they lost that game 9-6, to six and Josh Allen was a complete mess in that mm-hmm. game. And he still has those moments. And I also just I can't get over the fact that against a very easy schedule a season ago, they were 7-6 and six before they ripped off wins in their last four games to get to the 11 wins they had a season ago. So we'll see what happens mm-hmm. with Buffalo. But, again, for me, I always think that when you talk about betting from this perspective – I think a lot of the times it's when I say this team is not as good as the market thinks it is like, oh, you're a fool. They're awesome. It's like, no, they're going to be good. But when you're talking about the probabilities right. and where you're putting it out there mm-hmm. to tell me that there is a 58% chance that this team has is going to win 12, 13, like more. That's really high for me. And thus, that's where I get my overvalued nature. From. And it's so valid, JVT. Right. And I think I love that approach, to be honest with you, because I think as a better or casual better, you can get caught up in. Uh, all the excitement about Josh Allen. Oh, he's MVP candidate. He's incredible. He's this, he's that. Uh, but there's so many other moving parts, too, that you got to factor into it when, when you come to such an elevated uh, win total situation for the so, Bills. Bills, of course, favored, and rightfully so, mm-hmm. well over $2 favored to win the division. Dolphins at 9, plus 475. Yep. Patriots, 8.5, and, a half, and a 5 to 1 shot to win the division. And the Jets at 5.5 with a 28 to 1 price tag to win the division. I'll ask you the simple question before we move on uh, to the next division. Uh, Dolphins or Patriots, I think it's a relatively easy question. Right. Uh, who do you think is the better team at this point? Yeah, at this point, I mean, <laughs> it's not that easy. Easy of a question, to be honest with you, because I, I think both teams are going to regress to a to a degree. But who's going to figure out the the, soon, the, the quickest? Mm. I, I think Belichick. I would lean towards Belichick to figure it out uh, before McDaniel figures it out. Uh, well, like, I mean, I, offensively, are the Dolphins going to be prolific? I don't think so. I, they have a chance to you know hit some plays here or there. Uh, do the Patriots have a better chance of being uh, prolific offensively eventually? And and I think they do, just because of Belichick uh, leading the way. I do hope you're wrong because uh, <laughs> I recommended under for the New England Patriots among okay. the win totals there, and it's a bet that I did actually make through this offseason. I do have under 8.5 for mm-hmm. New England, a team that is undergoing some changes. And I think you could speak to this as a wide receiver. Their cornerback room's a mess. Yeah, it uh, is. It, it's an absolute mess. Malcolm Butler's gone. J.C. Mm-hmm. Jackson, of course. And Malcolm Butler, they brought out of retirement, for those who remember, but lost for the season due right. to injury. J.C. Jackson, of course, in Los Angeles. Uh, it is a, a guy who values his cornerback play. And Bill Belichick has one of the weaker cornerback rooms he's had in a really long time. Yeah, he, he does. Uh, but I, I will say that his guys are ready to play, though. Yeah. Uh, you know, they won a game against Buffalo with their third-team safety making a play. Yeah. Think about that. Remember that at yep. the end of the game, Josh Allen and everything on the road. The third-team safety makes a play to save the day. So they're going to be prepared. They're going to be ready. They're going to know exactly what to do. It's all about execution. And 
And that's why I, I lean towards Belichick. Now, the win total is in question, obviously. Uh, the division, all that is in question. Uh, they're not ready for that. But yet, can he figure it along the way? And, and to, therefore, uh, some predictable probable, probable uh, situations, too, from a, from a betting standpoint, perhaps will arise because of the fact that Belichick, I think, will figure it out. So one of the two divisions I got to write up, the AFC East, uh, mm-hmm. the AFC North was the other. Let's dive into this quickly. And this is what I really like about doing this as a writer for this guide, which is uh, we all have our assumptions, right? Mm-hmm. And so I go into this with uh, some thoughts about these teams, but I'm always open to changing my mind the more that you study and the more that you learn. And this is exactly what happened with the AFC North. Into the offseason and after all the transactions and free agency and draft, I came into this thinking, you know what? I believe the Cincinnati Bengals are the best team in this division. Once I got done with my season prep and then following, once I rode up the AFC North, I came away thinking the Baltimore Ravens are the best team in the AFC North. I think the Ravens are a team that when you look back at them last year, Pritch, second most games lost to injury, uh, a lot of it on the defensive end, specifically their defensive back room was absolutely destroyed by injuries a season ago. Their offensive line gets a little bit stronger. Ronnie Stanley, you would assume, comes back healthy and ready to go for the Baltimore Ravens along an offensive line that had some really big problems. And Lamar Jackson, if you actually divvy up his numbers, if you look at him as a passer, because a lot of people said, hey, you know what? He regressed last season. But if you actually look at some of these numbers, and this is something I noted in the guide, in terms of like being kept clean, his completion percentage, 69.1%, 7.7 yards per attempt, while committing turnover-worthy plays on just 2.9% of his attempts, those are really, really good numbers, as opposed to when under pressure, 52.7% of his pass attempts with a turnover-worthy play rate of 4.8%. So here's the thing. You keep Lamar Jackson clean as a mm-hmm. passer, he's going to perform really well. And with a better offensive line and better health luck on the defensive end, I think this is going to be the best team in the AFC North. Okay, but is he a passer, though? Or is he a play-action passer? I like, think he's a pre- I think his numbers dictate that he's actually a lot better than you think he is. In as far of, as a pocket, a guy. pocket guy. So looking over the field, going through progression, that's Lamar Jackson's game? I mean, I haven't seen that yet. Because in the playoffs, that shows up to be a detriment, mm-hmm. right? I see what you said about the numbers. Uh, and, but those are also, you know, during a regular season, when you look at the ways that, the, that he plays this game, uh, it, it gets very, very interesting on Lamar Jackson. And I think that you'll have a difference in opinion. Uh, I think he needs to evolve as a pocket passer, a pure pocket passer, a guy to where a defense will say, he's just going to pick us apart. Uh, because the more athletic Lamar Jackson is a more, more dangerous player. Uh, and certainly you can't, you can't defend that. Mm-hmm. And so teams are trying to, to emulate and simulate and, and duplicate whatever they got to do to get their defense ready for that. Uh, and they're going to work on that each and every week. But if Lamar Jackson can pick you apart from the pocket, now teams are going to have problems with that. And I have yet to see that. Now, the numbers that you mentioned, maybe they're moving towards that, right? And, and that's, that's how you anticipate and project here with Lamar Jackson. Uh, to me, from a number standpoint, uh, and I get the injuries. They were eight and nine ATS last year as a team. Mm. Uh, they almost lost in overtime uh, to to what was it uh, Detroit? I want to say was that oh, overtime yeah. game oh, yeah. or uh, yeah. there was several it was, games. It was a ridiculous final yeah. drive where they they went downfield in like two plays and got oh, a field goal. Yeah. Right, and then Chicago. Right, I mean there's some games on this schedule, and then I just look at the uh, how the division has improved. JVT. Uh, I mean Cincinnati was ten and seven ATS mm-hmm. before the playoffs. Uh, and they've improved their offensive line. So uh, I picked the Bengals to, to win a division. Um, I, I think the Ravens are going to be improved, but I, I think it's all about Lamar Jackson, even with the contract situation. Is he going to evolve into a pocket passer? If he does, 
go over everything with the Ravens. Yeah. But if he doesn't, uh, I, I think it can be challenging. So to your point, uh, in all fairness, 8.8 yards per attempt as a play-action passer, 6.9 when not running play-action, yeah. uh, a turnover-worthy play rate of 2.9%, very low on play-action passes, 4% on non-play-action passes. Yeah, I mean, non-play-action passes, you got to go through the defense, you got to turn yeah. your back to the defense, you got to go through progression, you got to do all this stuff. And But as an athletic player, play-action, okay, is my guy open? No, okay, I'm going to run it. But if my guy's open, which is a high degree of probability that you're going to be open because it's play action, I can throw it. I can sling it. I can be accurate that way. Yep. All right. When we come back, uh, let's get somebody else's perspective on how he rates these teams. Steve Mackinnon did a great job in this guide, not just giving us his power ratings, but much more. We'll discuss everything that Mackinnon put in this pro football betting guide when we come back. Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Pocket Cash with popular picks. Join Levi's 501 Pop Culture Pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of $10,000 in total cash prizes. Head to DraftKings.com slash Levi's now to get in on the action. Levi's, buy better, wear longer. Terms and conditions and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. It is the Pro Football Betting Guide special. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel, joined by Mike Pritchard here at the desk, live from the South Point Hotel and Casino. Let's talk a little bit more about our Pro Football Betting Guide with Steve Mackinnon, the master behind uh, pretty much everything written at VSIN when it comes to a digital publication. What's up, Steve? <laughs> hey, I appreciate that, Jonathan. Thanks for having me on today. Of course. So you did a lot, of course, uh, when it comes to written content for the Pro Football Betting Guide. Among everything that's in there, you got a couple of articles, you got best bets and win totals. Uh, I wanted to ask you about one of your pieces so people can get an idea of what we're looking at. One of the things you do really well with all these sports is, is some of these systems, right, where we can look at results from a season ago and tie them into how some of these teams are going to be affected coming into this year. So I wanted to get your thoughts on a couple of these systems and don't want to give away everything, but let's focus on one uh, in particular that affects a team that I like. So I want to hear some positive things about them. And that would be a team like the Minnesota Vikings. Walk us through these systems for teams that had an unusually high or low total of close losses a season ago. Well, I mean, that's, it's one of the recipes you want to look for in teams that have a a good chance to improve uh, quickly in the next season. Now, uh, the system that I have for this one says that since 1998, 33 teams have lost eight plus games in close loss fashion. And, and I view that to be one possession, eight points or less. Uh, their combined average improvement in the next season is over three and a half wins per season. So if you add uh, what was Minnesota last year, eight wins, Yep. you had three and a half wins to them, you get 11 and a half wins. All of a sudden they're in pretty good shape for a playoff uh, position and a possible deep run there. You know what, Steve, it really is fascinating because, like I said, I've become a smarter better with uh, your digital work that we have here at, uh, at the network. And then the Pro Football Betting Guide, you wrote up something that I was highly intrigued about. And, and it coincides with what JVT just asked you with the Vikings. It's like uh, rookie head coaches because we see the league and these owners, they don't, they're not afraid of rookie head coaches. In fact, if you touched a certain guy, uh, I want you as my guy as a head coach. And, and so uh, the data that you illustrate here uh, in the uh, Pro Football Betting Guide when it comes to rookie head coaches is an, out, is an outstanding piece. Uh, how did you conclude that? I mean, is this system related as well or, or certainly some of the data that you've uh, assembled over the years? 
Well, I mean, the, the results speak for themselves. Uh, the last Of the last 41 different first-time head coaches, 27 of them have improved their teams in that season. So you look at the many different ways that a team can improve. Obviously, coaching, obviously the, the locker room chemistry, uh, you can get a new quarterback. There's a lot of things, and obviously coaching is one big part of it. So what did you take away? But, you know, for example, let's talk about Matt Eberflus, uh, one of the coaches you wrote about, a rookie head coach. Uh, a lot of people that you speak to, and this would echo my own sentiments, Chicago is actually in the running to be the worst team in the National Football League this year. Uh, what do you make of Eberflus and what he's looking at here as a rookie head coach? Okay, well, let's go back to the number, 27 out of 41. Okay, that, that does, it's not automatic. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you get two. That's about two thirds of them. We got five new coaches this year that are first time head coaches. Let's say three of them improve. I personally don't think Chicago is going to be one of them, but if they can get the uh, Justin Fields that played this past Saturday, yeah. uh, that type of response out of him and the offense improved. I mean, who knows? Uh, it sounds like there's a little bit of trouble in the locker room with the Rokon Smith situation, but uh, but uh, you never know. We'll see what happens. A lot of it falls on fields, I believe. Yeah, I think it coincides with uh, expectations, too. Like, for instance, in Minnesota, I believe expectations is the playoffs, right, mm-hmm. for, for that football team. In Chicago, expectations is not the playoffs. It's more long-term. Uh, so you wonder how that's going to play out there, too. Now, in Miami, it gets interesting. Uh, even in Denver, uh, Hackett uh, with Russell Wilson, I'm assuming that expectations are the playoffs or even the Super Bowl. Uh, and then you throw in a rookie head coach and the information that you have in his data, I mean, it's just outstanding. Yeah, so let's – okay, we got five new coaches. We mm-hmm. talked 27 out of 41 will improve. If you go down the list of five, I, I, if I'm to offer my own opinion, Eberflus, probably not ready to improve that team yet. Hackett in Denver, very obvious choice for a team that could go, could make a deep playoff run. Uh, McDaniel, Miami, there's some question marks there, in my opinion. I wouldn't put him in a for-sure-must-improve area. I didn't like the Flores firing, to be honest with you. Kevin O'Connell, Minnesota, we touched upon them, probably improving. I like the New York Giants with the Dayball situation here coming home from Buffalo. they got a really strong coaching staff now. From all the indications, that was one of the weak spots for this team over the last several years. So uh, if he can get uh, Dayball to get get something pretty good out of Danny, Daniel Jones, I think that team's uh, got a chance to be one of the most improved in the league this year. So a couple of these other systems, uh, as we're kind of focusing on some of these rookie head coaches, and one of the things you can find in this pro football betting guide, and this is what I like a lot is, you know, you have a lot of these trends and systems, but you don't want to blindly use them. And what I like to do, Steve, too, is dig a little bit deeper, right? There's, there's reasons behind these, not just the binary, okay, these fit these parameters, thus this. So, like, for example, rookie head coaches covering point spreads on the road over the last decade. You put it, home games uh, and road slash neutral games in comparison. And I like the explanation here because there's probably reasons. And it does seem that odd makers and the market market probably think I mean if you're a new head coach and a rookie head coach more than likely you're taking over a relatively poor team or a team that was poor last year and thus when you go away from home or home field may be a little bit overvalued you're probably going to catch some inflated point spreads right thus maybe a better road ATS record for these guys uh, I don't know if I can say it any better than nice. that. <laughs> that's pretty much it I mean uh, you, you talk about the same foundation I built the system upon so uh, yeah, the, and, and you think of, again, a, a percentage of these teams improve if you're in a situation where you're, you're, the opponent is overpriced, a good chance you're going to cover the game. Yeah, how about that? Uh, and then also let's get specific here because 
uh, a win total standpoint and, and some of the systems that you have, have alluded to in, in this publication, the Pro Football Betting Guide, uh, refers to the Chargers. And we were talking about the Chargers not too long ago. This team almost averaged 28 points a game. I think they can skew it a little higher even uh, with more experience and continuity that they have a quarterback uh, with the system uh, that they're running offensively, Steve. And so from a win total standpoint, even a division uh, competitive standpoint, uh, Talk about some of that data that you've outlined with teams that are potent offensively like the Chargers are. Yeah, well, I tell you what. I mean, this is one of my favorite plays here. In fact, I have them in the Super Bowl in my picks for the guy here. I, their last six games, they they averaged 33.5 points per game, scoring over 28 in each one. They got a lot of studs on defense. They got some big names. They're in the perfect situation now. They got the low-priced quarterback with good – good talent around him that uh, they've been able to pay and putting themselves in a good position to, to have some success here. And the fact that they scored so many points last year uh, and didn't make the playoffs is a very good omen for them coming this season. So Steve, kind of along those lines, uh, I noticed that your win totals that you recommended uh, in the best pet section, a little bit of a theme, AFC West teams, right? Chargers, Chiefs, Broncos for varying plays, either over or under. Uh, did your systems lead you to a play uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs in terms of the win total? Uh, sort of. Now, the thing, I, I don't like what's happening with Kansas City, honestly. Let's, face, let's look at what they did three years ago in the Super Bowl, two years ago lose the Super Bowl last year, lose the AFC Championship. Obviously, that's a trend line going downward. Now, they lose Tyreek Hill. In my opinion, that's one of the biggest free agent losses in, in all the NFL this season. I, I think he, I, they may have a, a quick replacement or something, but he was a defense a changer. They had to basically scheme for him entirely and change their defense based upon it. What we saw out of Patrick Mahomes in the second half of the AFC Championship basically spoke to me. I... I did not like what I saw there. He he did not look like the same quarterback, same confident quarterback that played in the first half. And I know we've heard a lot of things there about uh, the relationship and the enemy calling the plays or Andy Reid, blah, 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 whatever. It didn't look the same. Okay. Now you look at their schedule this year, according to my numbers, they have the toughest schedule in the league this year. And to be honest, when you, with you, when you look at the actual schedule for the whole 17 game outlook, I've never seen what I would look at a preseason as a scarier looking schedule than this. Mm -hmm. So they, they got a lot of things to overcome this season. And uh, that's why I have them as one of my, my under win season total bets this year. All right. There's a lot available in this pro football betting guide. I'll just ask you this. What's your favorite thing in there uh, that it's chock full of information. What's one of the things you really enjoyed that we uh, put out there in the pro football betting guide. Well, I think one of the nice things that people are going to look at the, the team data pages is we have a, a head-to-head -head series angle for every single game on the schedule this year. So if you're just looking for some nugget to, oh, why should I bet this game six weeks out here? Hey, look at that. They, they have a huge head-to-head -head advantage over this team. So I think that's one of the neat pieces. Um, I, I, I love anything that Brent contributes to. I think he, he gives us a, a, a great name. He, he's such, such a presence in this industry. Uh, so a lot of reasons to uh, – to pick up this guide and uh, be part of what Beeson's doing. And we barely scratched the surface of what Steve Mackinnon did as well in that guide. So make sure you check that out. Steve, it's always good to talk to you, man. Thank you very much. Uh, thank you, guys. Uh, have a great rest of the show. Yep, you got it, man. Yeah. I'll do it for you. All right, we got plenty left to get to. We got a whole other hour, too. When we come back, though, uh, let's talk about the NFC North. There's a lot of interesting topics coming out of this division, including what the Green Bay Packers are going to be with a less-than-stellar wide receiving court.
If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Everyday Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. You can build internal resources. That's what the study of psychology is about, building internal resources. Turning towards is one of the most important elements of successful relationships, no matter what kind of relationship it is. The thing that underpins all of this productivity stuff is finding a way to make the journey itself enjoyable. The journey is the destination. The beauty of uncertainty is infinite possibility. When you don't know what's next, you don't know what's next. And thus, anything can be next. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s... I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. On a summer night in Paris, American artist Lee Krasner is drifting off to sleep when the phone rings. On the line, news that her husband, Jackson, is dead. Jackson, as in the painter Jackson Pollock. He might, to this day, be the most mythologized figure in American art. But how much of the story that we've been told about him is just that, a myth? On Death of an Artist, season two, Krasner and Pollock, the story about how the art world changed forever, and the story of the artist who reset the market for American abstract painting. Just maybe not the one you're thinking of. Listen to Death of an Artist, Krasner and Pollock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Pro Football Betting Guide on VEASAN, the sports betting network. Football season, folks. Nobody knows football like VEASAN. And now is the time to become a VEASAN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and pro guides. Only VEASAN subscribers get all the tools to prep for the college and pro football seasons. Our experts provide profiles of every team with advanced stats and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up early for a discounted $175. You'll receive both guides and full access to VEASAN all the way through the Super Bowl or 
Join us for $40 a month to see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe, all your options, and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Jonathan Von Tobel, Mike Pritchard alongside as well. It's Pro Football Guide special. Uh, guess what? We got a lot to get to. We are getting through the Pro Football Betting Guide, talking to some folks who, of course, wrote in it. I had a little dalliance in terms of writing a couple of the divisions as well. And this is the best part. A little bit later, right after we're off the air, we're going to continue the special, and we're going to continue to look at it and hear from folks who contributed to the Pro, uh, pro Football Betting Guide. So, with that, Mike, let's talk a little bit about the NFC North. Mm-hmm. A pretty fascinating division in that, you get the Green Bay Packers, the power that is Aaron Rodgers and the Packers and what they're going to look like this year. The $1.90 favorite to win the division, which uh, right away, I will tell you this, something I vehemently disagree with. I don't know if they should be that big of a favorite to win this division, given the potential improvement of the Minnesota Vikings. You have the Vikings, an intriguing team who are very, very disappointing. One of my favorite stats from a season ago, first 11 games, a lead of seven or more points and yet a five and six record in those 11 games. So some room for some upward mobility, the hard knocks team in Detroit with the guy who speaks very well, I suppose, and Dan Campbell and the Chicago bears, potentially the worst team in the NFL. So I'll let you take a, take us wherever you want to go. And some of the insights that you got from the NFL guide, again, Packers minus 190 division favorite plus 260 on the Vikings. Then you get to the double digits, 10 to one on the lions, 15 to one on the bears. Yeah. Great information in the guide about all these teams within this division, JVT. But again, as a better, I want to project too. um, uh, like you think about the Packers and what they have been and what they're turning into. You mentioned about the young core receivers, uh, and what can Aaron Rodgers do to elevate their game from a projection standpoint? They got two weeks to live up to expectations and standard. Like the expectations, and I'm sorry, as a young player, expectations are playoffs and Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You better get on board for that. Uh, there's no grace period for you, right? Uh, and so uh, that sense of urgency is in play with the Packers. Now, I think it comes into play, too, from a win total standpoint, but but you're looking at odds to win a division and certainly uh, the conference and, and eventually the Super Bowl. Uh, take a stab at it. Look at that. I mean, for me, it's more informational-based. Uh, can Rodgers elevate these guys? And, and I think he can. And then also you think about defensively uh, what the Packers are turning into. That's going to give them time mm-hmm. to w- whatever they need to do to have these younger guys catch up to what that standard is out there in Green Bay. So, uh, again, it's about figuring it out along the way. I always say this about the about the season. The regular season is about a bunch of quizzes. Do you pass or do you fail? But you learn something along the way. Uh, and certainly the test at the end is the Super Bowl, right? But uh, I think for the Packers, they got to win more uh, or, or certainly pass more of these quizzes. I think they can do that. Uh, from an ATS standpoint last year, uh, extraordinary. Uh, and then you have this guy at quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, uh, that leads the way uh, for those young receivers to, to get it. And as a young player myself, uh, you start to understand – getting it right Mm -hmm. and if you don't they leave you behind you know i do wonder and like in today's day and age where the wide receiver is becoming more and more uh, valuable right in terms Mm -hmm. of their impact on a game romeo dobbs has looked solid in the preseason training camp reports have been out of this world and it looks like maybe this is going to be a guy who could lead them uh, forward in terms of their wide receiving core but i think one of the things like there's there's comparisons for green bay and kansas city in that these are two teams with great quarterbacks that are kind of revamping their receiving core kansas city has gone in the direction of acquiring veteran talent and known commodities. Green Bay has gone in the direction of going a little bit younger, drafting multiple receivers, and seeing if they're going to develop. The key difference, though, is Kansas City's got Travis Kelsey. Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers, you could argue their next best receiving threat on this roster is actually spreading out Aaron Jones a little bit more as opposed to going to it somebody on their roster. They don't have a dominant title. Right, right. But it's all about matchups, though, too. Like, think about Green Bay and, and their shortcomings. It's been in the playoffs. 
uh, when they don't have matchups. Like if, if somebody has an answer for Devontae Adams, they were in trouble. Yep. Uh, like, but if you can exploit that with matchups uh, later on in a year uh, with running backs or, or even Tanya eventually at a tight end or, or certainly somebody emerges uh, as a go-to guy re- from a receiver standpoint, now we're talking about getting through the playoffs. And for, so from a defensive standpoint, I think they're ready for that. Uh, talking about Green Bay, offensively, certainly from a betting standpoint, uh, I'll be able to see once these receivers get it. If they don't get it, you'll be able to see that as well. Like, for instance, last year, what, 12-5 and five ATS, mm-hmm. right, during the regular season. But they had these struggles in the playoffs. They always do. Uh, and then you think about the Vikings, 9-8 and eight ATS last year. And look at those receivers, yeah. right? And, and look at that quarterback. So uh, you just whoa, wonder whoa, about whoa. Yeah, what's that? Talk about one of the top five quarterbacks statistically in the National Football League <laughs> last year. Not in prime time, though. <laughs> not in prime time. Not in prime time, not in, in critical games, too. So uh, that's where, you know, maybe the different message from O'Connell can help a guy like uh, Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Maybe. Who knows? Uh, and then on the other side, too, for, for Aaron Rodgers, is can he help these young guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, and so what's your bet? Is your bet that he can eventually get to these young guys? And I think he can. I mean, I've seen that uh, play out through through history, really, of the National Football League. Yeah, and this is where, again, it's kind of a similar conversation for me uh, when it comes to, like, the Buffalo Bills, right? And, again, the degree to which this team is favored, right? This is the one thing that turns me off about Green Bay coming into this yeah. year, given all the changes that we know about for the Green Bay Packers and what this roster could potentially look like. And to still go out there and lay a minus-190 price tag on this team to win the division, where you have a team like Minnesota, so we can kind of dovetail nicely into this that has a win total of nine mm-hmm. that looks like they could potentially you know whatever you and I'm a very much an ardent Kirk Cousins defender and Dave Tooley who wrote up the NFC North had some nice words about Cousins and the Vikings right. recommended going over their win total so even in that sense if you're going to look at the Vikings as a contender to win 10 or more games mm-hmm. you're going to tell me that the Green Bay Packers in terms of this division we're talking about a 65.5% chance that they're doing that, right? That Doesn't that seem high in terms of the division odds when you have a team like Minnesota that's right behind them? Yeah, it does seem high. Uh, and also throw in the fact that Green Bay is going to tinker along the way, too. They're going to have to try to figure this out offensively about the matchups like we just talked about. So the, the, the thing about the Vikings, which is interesting, I didn't really see it in the write-ups, but they're outstanding. Uh, but it's like maybe I see it from being a player, right? And one of the things that you go into with a new head coach, new offensive system, a little different than what they ran before, is, okay, where did we fail last year? You look at the Vikings. They only had 10 rushing touchdowns mm. from a rushing standpoint, right? And so if you're a defense, they get into the red zone, what, what are you defending? I'm worried about the run, right? I mean, mm. you're not even thinking about it. Let's defend the field. Let's defend uh, Justin Jefferson if we can. Thielen got hurt along the way, too. But we got this extra defender with his back end of the end zone to help us out defending the pass and make it really difficult uh, for the Vikings. It's, but now if you incorporate the running game, uh, say Dalvin Cook uh, is rushing the football, he's scoring touchdowns left and right. I mean, to put in a comparison, Jalen Hurts had 10 rushing touchdowns himself yeah. as a quarterback. But if you get more dynamic or if you present more of a threat in the red zone, now teams got to play you more honest, right? And and therefore, you can get to some of these favorable matchups. So I think O'Connell, and I know this for a fact, he's going to uh, be fixated on that. That's how do we improve this running game? That's why we're going to implement their wide zone scheme, and we're going to run it to perfection. But how do we score in the red zone? Because we have to present that th- threat this year uh, for defenses to get off our passing game. So when it comes to that, though, I mean, the, if you according to some numbers, 
they converted touchdowns on 62% of their red zone drives. Mm-hmm. So that's top. That's 10th. That's right on the edge mm-hmm. of 10th. So you think they could be better than that? I think they can be better than that, incorporating the fact that you have this threat or if you're scoring, rushing the football within the red zone too. Yeah. As opposed to teams uh, playing for you or, or playing against you, making it difficult, certainly against those matchups that, we, that we're going to focus in on, whether it's the Green Bay Packers, uh, you know, uh, on the schedule or any team within the division. But you're talking about December, late November, December into January football, when you have to be different, you have to be tougher. You have to run the football. That's what you see teams that that get to and win championships. They they start to run the football. They start to pound the rock, JVT. Yeah. Uh, and teams, you just are not ready for that, or you can't be prepared for it, or or if you're offensively and if you're if you're tougher than the other teams, that's going to play off too, right? And so we saw that with the Rams, uh, and certainly O'Connell going over to the Vikings. He's going to implement that uh, mindset as well, I believe. All right, we got a lot to get to. Uh, the uh, We'll talk a little bit, too, about the NFC West. Adam Burke wrote up the NFC West, a fascinating division in that you have the defending Super Bowl champs. You have a team in the Arizona Cardinals who were somewhat disappointing in the way mm-hmm. they started the year as opposed to where the end of the year. And I think an absolute enigma in the San Francisco 49ers who have one of the better offensive coaches in the National Football League, but a massive question mark as to who Trey Lance is going to be in their quarterback as they enter a new era. But we cannot stress enough, uh, vcin.com slash subscribe. Make sure you're there and make sure you sign up because the Pro Football Betting Guide chock full of information. Again, I cannot say it. Over the course of the next four hours, because we're an hour in already, we are barely going to scratch the surface on everything that's involved uh, in this guide in terms of the information that's going to help you out be available. I know that you've gone through it. I've been impressed with all my colleagues and everything that they've written. Uh, AFC East and AFC North, probably a little bit, but no. Uh, (laughs) Absolutely incredible information in there. And we're going to talk about it in the next hour. It's not just the teams either, Pritch. It's the awards markets. It's how to handle win totals. There's everything in this thing. Yeah, there really is. Uh, the MVP discussion is extraordinary. Uh, I mean, I kind of knew it, but didn't really know it until I went through the guide uh, in terms of what to avoid when it comes to the MVP. I mean, make it easy on yourself, right? And I think this guide helps you do that. All right, when we come back, top of the hour, let's talk a little bit about the NFC East. The Dallas Cowboys come in, I think, as a very fragile division favorite. And I will surprise some people for my candidate to go over their win total in this division. And I think by presenting it that way, it's not as surprising as you might think. It's the Pro Football Betting Guide Special. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. Work is changing, we are changing, and there's no guidebook for how to make sense of it. Start your week with the Hello Monday podcast. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.